Hey, this is Richie Cotson, and you're listening to East Coast Metal Radio. East Coast Metal Radio back here live on the Music Frenzy Radio Network. This is John. How's it going, guys? Saturday night, partying hard here in Philadelphia, enjoying this freaking rain. Been raining all goddamn day here. I'm sure three quarters of the East Coast party has rain right now. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so tonight we're going to be taking it a little bit on the lighter side, even though this is East Coast Metal Radio. We are going to premiere our interview with Mr. Richie Kotzen, solo artist. Him and Mike Portnoy, and I uh, can't think of the fucking bass player's name. God damn it. But anyway, so, yeah, the Winery Dogs have put out two excellent albums, and Richie is currently um, on tour uh, focusing on his 21st. You heard that right, 2-1, 21st solo album. And uh, he's currently on tour, and tomorrow he hits locally here in New Hope, and he'll be uh, locally here again on Wednesday in Bethlehem, PA. So, um, yeah, so we're going to take it on, a, I guess, a little lighter side. Uh, we're going to play some tunes from uh, Clutch and uh, Def Leppard and uh, Accept. And, of course, we wrap it all up with Pantera. But I want to start off the music. First one here is from the Winery Dogs debut album. This is Elevate. <laughs>
All right, right on. Uh, <laughs> that was the winery dogs, including bassist Billy Sheehan. Sorry about the little freaking brain fart I had, but uh, for some reason I wanted to keep saying Bumblefoot, and I know that wasn't right. So, um, yeah, Billy Sheehan and Mike Portnoy, and there you go with Richie Kotzen uh, on vocals and guitar, and the winery dogs with Elevate. Okay, so let's get into our interview with Richie. Um, spoke to him just last week, and um, yeah, he called to uh, promote his latest album, Salting Earth. Again, his 21st solo album. I mean, the guy's just got a ton of music. Um, this one's got some really solid stuff. The song that we're going to play f- that follows the uh, interview is um, a down-tempo song. It's called My Rock, and um, I'm pretty sure that once people get to know the song, it'll be in a lot of wedding receptions <laughs> it's just a really cool beautiful song that uh, he wrote and uh, there's a video for it up on YouTube so and on his website so check it out and uh, yeah so uh, let's get into our interview this is our interview with Mr. Richie Kotzen enjoy obviously congrats on your latest album Salting Earth um, you guys have been on tour for about I guess about the past two weeks or so you having a lot of fun Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been going really well. Um, we're having a great time. Very happy. You guys are in Kentucky tonight, and locally here in the Philadelphia area, you'll be next Sunday in New Hope. Um, very cool little club called Havana's. I've seen a couple of bands there. It's a really, really sharp place to see a show. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. Who do you have uh, sharing the stage with you on this tour, Richie? Well, you know, I don't know. We don't, we're not touring with an opening act. We, um, we kind of let it up to the... Uh, local promoters to kind of decide that um so it's really just us you know we got we got our bus and you know obviously the band and the crew and um but as far as the openers uh, we didn't hand pick anyone we just kind of you know let that up to the uh to the booking agent to decide i got you but it's not a solo show i mean you're not just playing acoustic you have bandmates with you Oh yes, no. I have a, yeah, I have uh, Mike Bennett has been my drummer for the last seven years, and in October it'll be six years that Dylan's been playing with me. So uh, we've been touring together for a very long time, and uh, it, the great thing about it is we've got so much material uh, that we can play and, and pick from. So many different records that I've done, and uh, but the, the reality is that this time we're doing a lot of stuff from the new record. There's um, there's, I guess there's 10 songs on the new record, and we're doing like at least six of them. Uh, so it's kind of fun, you know, to get out there and, and play the new music. And uh, the timing worked out great. The record was out for a little bit of time before we started touring. So I, I could see, you know, people in the audience singing along. They know the new music, so it's been working out great. Yeah, and as far as, you know, your catalog goes, I mean, 21 solo albums, Richie? I mean, how does that happen? I mean, you know, do you have that much to write about, or is it just that much music in your head, or? Well, I guess it, really the real answer is I started put, putting records out in 1989, so, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing it for a long time, and uh, it's just a matter of, you know, enough time passes by, and you just keep doing what you do, and you end up with a lot of material out there, um, you know, uh, We've got uh, a lot of options for songs that we can play, but um, this time, you know, we go as far back as 94, as far as material goes, um, and then, of course, we're doing the new stuff, uh, so we've got a lot of material to pick from, but really, you know, I guess if, if you hear the number 21,
that's a lot. But then if you really look at the fact that I've been consistently, you know, writing and putting out records since, you know, 89, then it kind of kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, but still, man, I mean, like, Sabbath had 13 albums, and they started in the 70s, so, you know, it's you still have to have a lot of stuff to write about and, you know, keep coming up with, with new licks and, you know, new riffs and not, you know, running the same stuff over and over again, you know? Yeah, I guess, you know, probably, too, I would, I would imagine it's easier uh, for one guy, like someone like myself, that just kind of writes, you know, I, on the outside it probably looks like I'm writing all the time, you know, I'm really not. I go through stages where I have ideas, and, and if I'm home, I, I have the luxury of recording them in my studio, and if I'm not home, I kind of document them, I, I kind of sing the melodies into my phone, you know, into the recorder app, and then when I have a chance, I go back and record it, but really what typically happens is um, I'll kind of get on a little streak and maybe record three or four new songs, and once I get on a roll, if I feel like I have the core of what could become a record, um, I oftentimes go back in the archives, and sometimes I find songs that are finished, sometimes I, I find songs that are, were in the process of being finished and never were, and so I, I update those, and they become, you know, songs that are released on a record. So it's really, uh, it's kind of a thing where it, it's not... You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're going to make a record, so you go book studio time for two weeks and you go in and record. For me, right. I'm kind of always kind of, you know, the door is always open. I, you know, I, I'll record at, at random times, and then at some point, I'll look back and say, oh, wow, I've got, you know, all this material. You know, maybe it's time to think about a record. So it, it just kind of, it happens very cas casually, and um, I love having that luxury of not having a deadline and just kind of being able to, put something out when it's really ready, you know? I think that actually helps uh, the quality of the work. If you make a record and you, you've you got, um, you know, 30 or so songs and you pick the 10 that you like, uh, the 10 that work together well, um, I think that's a good position to be in. So for Salting Earth, what direction did you go for that album? Well, you know, I never think in terms of direction. I really don't. I really think, you know, I'm a guy that, writes music, I uh, hear what I hear, I write what I write, and then each song is different, you know, sometimes I get an idea from a bass line, sometimes I have a piano chord progression, other times a guitar riff, sometimes it's a, a, a vocal melody with a lyric that kind of comes around the same time. So there's never a situation where I say, oh, I gotta pick a direction, the direction is really Richie Kotzen, and so in the end, um, once I have enough uh, enough material to look at, I can then handpick uh, the individual songs that I think fit best together, and, you know, whatever that direction is, it's kind of, it's kind of self-defined, you know. Yeah, the, I guess the music just kind of comes together for you, and that's what you end up with. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and I can't that's imagine cool. working in any other way. It would, it would seem very constraining if I would have to think, oh, you know, I have to stick to a certain script. I don't think that's very creative. It doesn't sound very interesting to me. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the freedom of being able to really write what it, write whatever I write, and then let's see what we have at the end of the day, and then go from there. I want to touch on the on a couple songs off the album, Richie. Um, I mean, if anyone has not heard the lead track, End of Earth, and they're fans of the Winery Dogs, I mean... You know they have to hear this song. I mean, it's just a beast of a song, Richie, and it really sounds like a Winery Dogs type type track. You know, 
Right on. Well, you know, a lot of what we do in that band kind of comes from, uh, at least on the first record, many things came from songs that I had uh, really written and, and would have put on my own record. I mean, if you look at that first album, uh, I'm No Angel, uh, Elevate, Damaged, many of the songs, Regret, many of the songs were finished or in the process of being finished, and, and we kind of... I kind of brought those into the band and we kind of, um, you know, made them winery dog songs. And also, of course, we have songs that we collaborated on as well, but uh, it's kind of, it can make sense, you know. Um, obviously, you know, the guy singing uh, and playing the guitar, I mean, that, that really, the guitar and the vocal really can, can dictate the sound of a band. I mean, if you look at a band uh, like Van Halen, for example, the, the guitar really... Is, is a driving force of why that band sounds that way. Uh, sure. Of course, the other guys contribute as well, but uh, so it makes sense. There's some consistencies there. Um, it makes sense. Now, for this album, again, I think you recorded all the instruments yourself, correct? I did, yes. The drums on this song, Richie, I mean, the floor toms just sound really heavy, really great sound. I mean, that's kind of the instrument that really stuck out for me for uh, the song End of Earth. Well, you know, so much of what something sounds like sonically really has a lot to do with the parts that are being played. And you, you have to look at it almost like a little bit of a puzzle. Uh, I know it's funny in the studio, people, you know, can labor and labor over, over sounds, but so much of the tonality and the sound of a record really has to do with what instrument is playing what at what time. So if everybody's playing the right parts for the song, um, it's going to sound better. It's really that simple. And so, you know, it's easy to get in the studio and, and get carried away with um, with overdubs and that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, if, if everyone's playing, and in this case, everyone is me, but if everyone's playing the right part, it's much easier to get things to be heard in the way that you need them to be heard. Uh, it's it's just a, a fantastic song, and the other one that I think that you just released the a video for was My Rock, and um, you know I think that's one of them songs that down the line Richie's going to be, you know, played at every wedding reception. <laughs> you know, it just yeah, it, it, it's just cool. a beautiful song, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's one of my my favorites on the record. I, I like that song, and, that, and that's a really good example of what I'm talking about when it comes to production. If you listen to that song. Um, it's very simple. It's uh, drums, bass, and a piano. That's really that's really what you're hearing. I think there yeah. might be a couple string overdubs, uh, but it's it's there's so much space there in the song where it, it, you really hear the song. You know, you're not hearing the production. You're hearing the song. So, uh, thanks for, for pointing that out. It's one of my favorites on the record. Absolutely. And so now the album was released on your own label, Headroom Inc. Right? Yeah. So now, like, when it's time to create a video, are you finding the money for that? Do you have people helping you come up with the concept for that? I mean, you know, how does all that work? Uh, it's always different, you know. Um, you know, concepts come in different ways. You know, uh, the, the two videos we've done so far, uh, they were done in-house. And actually, really, my wife and I came up with the concept with both of them together, and we kind of did the... Uh, the production ourselves um so it was kind of fun to do that um you know in the past i've worked with directors as well i've done both you know it just depends on on what's happening and who's available and if i have a, an idea that i think i can pull it off on my own then i'll do it and if i need to go you know to outsource it 
uh, I do it, you know, um, being my own label, of course, you know, you have to have a certain amount of capital available to, to launch a campaign. Um, and so, you know, that's something if you're doing it as long as I have, then, you know, you're prepared for that. But the reality is nowadays, um, for an artist like myself, kind of already has, uh, it's already somewhat known, uh, it's much easier to do things on your own. Um, in the old days, you needed really needed a record label to do everything, and there was some good in that, and there was some bad in that artistically, because oftentimes I would find myself in a situation doing things creatively and artistically that were kind of against my better judgment, where now anything that I do, I'm 100% behind. And so that's a great thing to be able to have your vision, you know, be your vision without any sort of compromises. I think in the end, that's a, a much better position to be in. Sure, sure. Um, as far as the Watery Dogs go, I mean, when High Street came out, I took my daughter with me, uh, she's 25, to go see the band at the Starland in Sayreville. And, you know, it was just one of them things, it was a Saturday, I said, why don't you just come with me? They're a really solid band, they're not, most of my stuff I listen to is like, you know, goat whore and really, really heavy stuff, you know. I said, it's not that, it's really good rock music, you know, come on out. And she became such a fan, Richie, from seeing that show, she had such a great time. Um, you know, you mentioned Elevate and songs like that, just blew her away. Um, are you guys going to be working on new material? at any time uh, soon, Rich? Probably, you know. Um, I, I, I have the, uh, people ask me constantly about the winery dogs, and I just simply say, hey, you know, the dogs are sleeping, but they'll be back. Nice. Um, <laughs> the reality is, for me, I've been a solo artist my whole life, so, you know, it's something that, it's like what I am, and, and I think uh, everybody knows that, you know, hence album 21. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's something that I'm always going to do. Uh, but at the same time, there, there was so much, uh, such a great response from what we did with the Winery Dogs on those two records that I think it would be silly to abandon that. So, you know, at some point, I'm sure we'll get together. I know um, I'm busy for the next year or two. Uh, I know the other guys have stuff on, on their plate that they're doing, and um, we're all still talking, and, and there's good vibes. So uh, it's totally uh, within the realm of reality that we would do something again. Well, at least we have what you guys already laid down so far, so that's uh, that's good enough for me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, great. Richie, uh, listen, have a good time tonight in Kentucky. Uh, I'll see you next Sunday in, uh, in New Hope at Havana's, and if anyone can't hit that show uh, locally, you'll be in Bethlehem on Wednesday, May 17th. So, you know, there's a couple of chances to see you here locally, and I appreciate your time today, man. Awesome. Thank you.
right, once again, thanks to uh, Richie Cotson for that interview. It's always good to, uh, you know, hear somebody who actually knows what the hell he's doing, uh, you know, with instruments and how he puts together songs and, you know, what he's thinking and, you know, what he's doing when he's recording and, you know, and he's basically a one-man show, so it's just really cool to hear from him, so I do appreciate that time. Um, next Saturday, I'll be in Philadelphia at the WMMRBQ to kick off the summer festival season at the BB&T Pavilion in Camden, New Jersey. If you're in Inwood, West Virginia, you can stop by and see a Clutch's first ever Earth Rocker Festival, uh, which again is uh, next Saturday, May 20th. So to get you guys psyched for that, this is Earth Rocker. <music>
on Twitter at ECM Radio Show and on Facebook at East Coast Metal Show. A couple tunes there. That was uh, um, Def Leppard from their live album Viva Hysteria with uh, part of one of my favorite um, songs from them, Photograph. Not a huge Def Leppard fan, but Photograph was a really cool song, I thought. And uh, how about that cover? That was uh, Sister Sin uh, covering the stones with Painted Black. Um, that was off the Sister Sin album, Dances, Dance of the Wicked. So, unfortunately, uh, they're no longer a band. Uh, Liv Sin is out doing her own thing. And, you know, again, really, really solid tunes. But I really liked what Sister Sin had going on. So, rest in peace there. Um, next up, we're going to play uh, The Quick and the Dead from Accept. Accept has a new album that's... Uh, just about to drop i think it's actually i think it's in uh, august that it comes out and um they just released uh the uh, album artwork for that yeah it's going to be another you know they've just had this string of uh, albums um that have just been so freaking awesome man i mean this this might be this last uh, two or three album run might be in my opinion the best of their career um and uh, their next album the rise of chaos comes out on uh, august 4th so we'll be looking for that one, but uh, right now let's go back to uh, the Quick and the Dead killer song. Here it is. <laughs>
Okay, that was Uncle Al, Al Jorgensen, with uh, Surgical Meth Machine, and I'm Invisible. Don't forget this coming up Friday, May 19th, uh, Ramstein's uh, new DVD, Ramstein in Paris, comes out. Um, I saw it when it was in the theater. It was a one-day-only concert event, and it was freaking amazing. I mean, it was just like being at a show, and it was really cool. <laughs> I saw it at, uh, uh, over in Jersey, and uh, everyone in the theater was clapping after each song, just as if it was at a concert, man. It was, it was really fun. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play a little Ramstein. This is Engel.
right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Remember, uh, tomorrow's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to my mom, Brenda Doon. And, uh, you know, go out and get your candy or your flowers or take mom out to brunch. I'm not going anywhere near a freaking restaurant tomorrow because it's going to be jam-packed. Um, but anyway, man, so, uh, yeah, so thanks for stopping by tonight. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ECN Radio Show and on Facebook at East Coast Metal Show. And we're going to wrap up, as we always do, with Primal Concrete Sledge. Good night, guys. Thanks. This is a song of unity. This is one called Primal Concrete Sledge. Yeah!